Welcome to The Blue Table with your hosts Troy and Nicole. This is a podcast where we talk about our daily lives, which include nothing and everything, all all at at the the same same time. time. Welcome back to the podcast with your hosts Troy and Nicole. This is episode three on diet, stress, and lifestyle. Start you off first on an update uh, of our weeks and kind of what's uh, the highlight and low light, um, and we'll go from there. Well, how's how's your week, man, Nicole? Um, it has been an intense week for me. I I think this is going to be a good um, good topic for us to kind of talk about with just what's been going on in my life at work. Mostly, work's been really really tough. Um, you know, I'm I'm working for a growing company and I'm taking on a lot of responsibility and. It's just it's just a lot to handle. So um, it's been a busy week, but it's still been there's been a lot of good things. We hung out with some friends last night, went and saw some music, which is awesome. It's so nice to get out and realize all the things happening outside of work life. Um, so that's been really good. I've had a few happy hours this week, which has been nice. And the sun's out. We're finally out. we're finally getting to spring. We went for a bike ride this morning and. <clears throat> I'm pumped. I'm really excited. How about your week, Troy? Uh, my week's been pretty good for the most part. I had a fun vacation in San Diego um, this past weekend, and then came back to the weekly work life. Um, first couple days of the week were pretty solid, just kind of catching up with work in general. And then towards the end of the week, I actually kind of felt like I was in a little bit of a lull um, motivation-wise. just wasn't really motivated to work on projects for some reason and actually had a good conversation with my boss about um, just motivation and kind of feeling like you're in a, in a lull. And he's like, don't worry about it. Everyone kind of gets in a lull. Just follow your win. Just take some time, take a couple of days off. You don't necessarily need to be working on projects every day. It's like we all have this time where we just don't feel motivated. Just roll with it. No matter how long it takes. It could take a day. It could take two days. It could take a week. Just go with it and let it happen. So I thought that was kind of a good conversation to have with my boss. Um, but other than that, we've been good. Like Nicole said, the sun's out. It's beautiful. Weather's getting warmer. Um, kind of nice biking weather, running weather. And uh, I'm stoked for for spring and for summer. Me too. Summer temps. So pumped. Sun's out, guns out. We've been doing a lot of workouts. It's been great. Definitely. Um, all right. We'll kind of get into today's topic, which is diet, stress, and lifestyle and how those three things um, kind of correlate but first off, I think we can go into to diet. Um, how would you describe your diet or your your style of eating, Nicole? And something else that I think we maybe we'll do another podcast on this, but something to think about um, potentially that we can touch on on this podcast is diet in along with the people who you're surrounded by. Um, Definitely. So I have been vegetarian for about probably seven years now. Um, And I go through phases of being a good, healthy vegetarian and through phases of being a a junk food vegetarian, depending on how busy my life is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm addicted to nut butter. (laughs) (laughs) That's because nut butter is delicious. It's delicious. And it's, you know, fatty and it makes me feel full. Which which nut butter? I mean, specifically... I don't know if we're allowed to say brands on here. Not brand. Okay. We'll just choose Specifically almond butter. Creamy I, or smooth? You mean creamy or crunchy? Or crunchy. What's That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> I, I said creamy or smooth. I meant creamy or crunchy. 
typically creamy. I go through phases. The brand that I like sometimes doesn't have the creamy, so I've been doing the crunchy a little bit. But I like I like the drizzle. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the drizzle. All right. So I'm all about the creamy. So definitely not the processed nut butter brand. Oh no no no! Just because those just don't the drizzle. Nuts. Those don't drizzle. No, no, they've got too much oil. They're definitely. solidified. Yeah. No, I want the drizzle. Just the nut butter. Just the cashews of the almonds. So good. All right. All right. Back on track. Back on yeah, track okay, here. sorry. I got really excited about this. So what, you've been vegetarian for seven years now. What made you change to becoming vegetarian? Like, What were, what were your what was your thought process or why would you, why'd you do it? Um, for me, I have always disliked the texture of meat. Um, it really grosses me out since from the time I was a child. Um, I... My parents for a while got away with feeding me all sorts of meat, but calling it chicken. For a while, that worked because apparently I was okay with chicken. Um, mind games with you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. To get me to eat food, you know, because mm-hmm. I was a very picky eater. My poor parents. Um, and they just wanted me to eat any food. So for a while, I was eating quote unquote all chicken. And then I got to the point where I would just swallow meat whole because I was really grossed out Not by even it. Not chew it? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I drank a lot of water at sounds dinner. Sounds like a stomachache. Um, you know, and it was like five bites, like eat five bites before you leave the table. So giving up meat was really easy for me. And I think the thing that really solidified my desire to give it up is um, just some health things in my family. And I started reading a book called um, Clean Cuisine. And she is not vegetarian. She's not vegan. But she just talks about kind of the industry, the meat industry and why we don't need to eat as much meat. So it really, it started because I was grossed out by meat and then it kind of was solidified for health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also saw this documentary. There was like a really small part of the documentary about chicken farming. And like, I think all three of those things kind of happened at the same time. And I was, that was it. I cheated on bacon probably once a year for like the first three years. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then now I haven't looked back. It's been great. All right. Yeah. It's kind of the, the short story. Short that's, that's a short version. Yeah. And it's been interesting moving in with you because my diet has changed slightly mm-hmm. um, since moving in with you. And why is that, Trey? It's probably because I'm a vegan or also known as plant-based, which I prefer um, over veganism. But um, yeah, I've been I've been vegan or plant based for five six years now. I kind of lost track, um, and my story is a little bit different than most people as far as why I kind of went plant based. But uh, it was inspired by an ultra marathon runner named Scott Jurek, um, who surprisingly lives in the same town that we're in um, and relatively close to me. But uh, he is an ultra marathon runner, um, and he. Uh, has several books out and I read one of his books called Eat and Run which was about his lifestyle his diet and his running and <clears throat> if you don't know who Scott Jurek is he uh, he won this race called the Western States 100 which is a 100 mile race um, in California he won that race seven years in a row and before I read the book I was thinking that this guy is doing something right with his life that I kind of want to mimic his lifestyle so I read his book and Right after I read the book, I instantly kind of went cold turkey right into being plant-based and uh, becoming wow. a vegan. So it, was, uh, it wasn't too difficult for me. 
Um, and growing up as a kid, I kind of ate everything, fast food. I was definitely kind of a meat, cheese, potato type family. Um, and then as I got into high school, I, was, I grew up playing tennis. I was very competitive in tennis and any sport that I played. Um, so when I got into high school, I uh, started working with this one tennis coach um, named Brad Stein, who kind of inspired me to put more effort and thought into not only my diet with what I, what I was consuming, but also with my workouts. So I kind of put more intensity and um, thought into working out and trying to get stronger um, so I can improve my tennis game. And then that kind of just translated over to diet as well. So I kind of uh, started eating only white meats, a lot more vegetables, and I was just more conscious of what I was consuming. Um, and then... Did you notice a change? Do you think it, definitely, it helped your game, your tennis definitely, game? Definitely. Definitely felt like I would recover faster. Mm. Um, this would be before it's plant-based. Okay. Um, so just, just making, making small changes. Small changes. Um, I noticed I would recover faster. Um, I would get stronger faster. And I just felt like I had more energy um, on a daily basis. So I didn't consume all these greasy, fatty, nasty foods. Yeah, I would be curious to talk to other vegans and vegetarians and people who subscribe to a plant-based lifestyle because I think that we're probably um, the rare versions of why we decided to go vegetarian or plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, the longer I've been vegetarian, the longer or the more I'm aware of the ethical reasons and um, myself as well. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because that's not we're all aware of it, but that's mm-hmm. not the reason I went. And I'd be curious to see, you know, studies. Yeah. If that's why most people switch over to the dark switch side. Over. Yeah, I was talking to a friend recently, and she—I wish that I could tell you the source, but she was reading um, an article about plant-based vegetarian and meat eaters and the amount of water that we consume a day based on the food that we eat. Mm-hmm. And it's like a 25th from plant-based people versus meat eaters. I mean, it's... Definitely. I think there's so little education around it. it unless you're seeking it, you can seek whatever information you want, but just in, in our day-to-day lifestyle, there's so little education on how much it affects our entire planet, not just yourself, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. But... I really appreciate between Troy and I that we try to be pretty easy vegetarians and plant-based eaters. Um, I never feel, I don't judge anyone else when they're eating meat. I'm not against being around people who eat meat and you're definitely the same way. I feel yeah, like, um, definitely. you know, there's, you change the way you change your lifestyle because you want to, not because other people want you to. Exactly. I don't consider it a diet necessarily. I consider it just a, it's my lifestyle. Yep. And I think for me, when I, I was living with some other friends before I moved into this house and they're meat eaters and they definitely eat meat. But when I, I was live, living with them for several months and they were eating so much more vegetarian at home than mm-hmm. they normally would. And that's kind of where I was coming back to. It really depends on. It's an influence. On it's an influence. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've had an influence on a lot of my friends with what they consume when I am around. It's great. And when you feel like if you're cooking for them or you're showing them delicious ways to eat the way that you like to eat and it's less intimidating yeah yeah it's nice to be shown the way a little bit definitely the main question that we both get though a lot is where do you get your protein (laughs) i just 
I just no one understands. That question. Yeah. I yeah, my I've gotten that question. So I often. usually say that I inject it on a daily basis. Uh, um, of course. Yeah, I just inject it. Yeah, we don't have, even have to consume it. We just have a protein drip, yeah. IV drip in our house actually, yeah. which is pretty rad. <laughs> um, they're actually on sale right now. Um, you can get them online. Proteindrip.com. Yep. You can get different flavors, and, and it's 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 the color of the protein drip because you don't actually get to taste it. Yeah. But they can look cool. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I mean, it's all about nuts, legumes, nuts and legumes. That's and where we all our protein. And really, and greens. yeah, greens. Like you can get yeah, grains, grains, greens and grains, grains and grains. Say that ten times fast. Can't say it once. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, there's you can find so much so much resources, so many resources out there if you're interested in going vegetarian or plant based on where to get your protein and just doing even twenty minutes of research you'll you'll your mind will be eased a little bit with the with the protein question. Um and we all go at it a different way and we all have different needs and different lifestyles, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on how much you're working out, depending on the access to food you have, we're spoiled in Boulder. We have access to any, pretty much any vegetable or fruit we would want. And many restaurants around here are plant-based friendly. Definitely. So we're pretty, yeah, yeah, especially in Boulder. We're we're very lucky here. And I, um, I try not to forget that because I leave Boulder and I go back to where I grew up and even there, which is, it's still in Colorado. It's, it's not as prevalent. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's definitely improving across the globe, not just here in the United States. Yep. Um, like we mentioned in a previous podcast, we were in Mexico um, recently, and I feel like even in Mexico, there's a wide variety of uh, vegetarian and vegan options. I think it's the the uh, the lifestyle and the of plant based is definitely growing. Yeah, people um, are just being a little bit more informed about it and yeah. and being a little more open to it. So I feel lucky that we're alive now definitely. to partake in that. Yeah, so along with kind of our diet and lifestyle, do you feel like that has any effect on your stress levels, like being vegetarian or plant-based or hmm. just your lifestyle in general? Like how do you how do you manage your stress? Like what do you That's an interesting question. When I get stressed, I I typically rely on food as a comfort. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends what kind of stress I'm going through. Um, I'm not a middle ground food eater. I either eat a lot or I don't eat anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of depends what stress is going on in my life. Um, depending on kind of if I'm going to be eating a lot or not anything. And you do, I will say when you're, when you're plant-based and you're trying to be healthy and take care of your body, you have to be a little bit more prepared. That's why there are days that I'm really relying on things like nut butters. Yeah. Because you don't have to prepare it. You have a, an apple and nut butter, and that's comforting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely when I'm getting stressed, I, like, rely on nut butters, packaged foods. So And, and I notice, even when it's plant-based, that I it doesn't make me feel as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, sports bars and quick bars. Um, we could go into the other side of stress, but maybe that will come up a little bit more when we talk about lifestyle. But mm-hmm. I think it's nice to have people in your life who – even if they don't eat the same way that you do, but can kind of support you with your style of eating when you are stressed. I know in this household, 
we're really lucky that sometimes we cook for each other and sometimes someone's eating when I come home and they're like, hey, I've got some food on the stove. And it's really nice to support or to surround yourself with people who support your lifestyle and the way that you eat. Um, just knowing for me, it feels comforting knowing that when I come home, there's food in the house that I could eat, like I could like quickly put together. And not all times, but most times. That's true. I have <laughs> I have tough weeks. Um, we comment sometimes on like, wow, you really had a tough week this week with food. But generally, like, I just feel it's nice to, like, surround yourself with people who support the way you eat and just support what you're going through to try to help work you through, you know, the tough, the tough weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, like last night, we had a friend over and we, I made this soup a week ago that I didn't touch because it was just one of those weeks. And last night we cooked up some, we collectively roasted up some veggies, put some soup over it. And then not only are we eating the food, but I get to have it with other people. Yeah. And we got to do it together. Yeah, that was great. That meal was delicious, by the way. I Thanks. really enjoyed it. Very good. It's um, so much better eating together, I also feel yeah. like. So so food is definitely one of your stress relievers. Food is a temporary stress reliever. Temporary. For me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keyword temporary. Uh, well, how does I feel like you approach food much more differently than I do? How do you think you approach food? Food? I have a philosophy. There's, I mean, there's two types of people in this world. There's those that live to eat, and there's those that eat to live. That's extreme, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's a little extreme. Okay. Definitely extreme. I am one that eats to live. So I enjoy food, yes, but I make whatever I mo- whatever I cook and eat is mostly so I can live and make my body. I just nourish my body with what it needs to survive. Mm-hmm. And there's other people that live to eat. Where yeah. They enjoy food a lot. Mm-hmm. And they think about food on a daily basis more than just having to cook a meal. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to eat this type of food tonight. Oh, I'm so excited to eat this food. It's like, sounds amazing. It smells amazing. Um, so for me, I wouldn't necessarily say that food is a stress reliever for me. Mm-hmm. Um Exercise is my stress relief. Um, I don't necessarily get stressed very often, but exercise is my token to release me stress, definitely. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy suffering through exercise, which is pleasurable to me for some reason, but um, that is my go-to for relieving stress. And then you just enjoy that you're fueling your body in order to have that stress relieving workout. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel that you became more aware of what your body needed when you became plant-based? Yes. Like, you know, not just eating to eat, but like, I should be thinking about these kinds of foods for what I'm doing today or how I'm feeling. Definitely. Yeah. I think you have to be a little bit more aware of what you're eating Mm -hmm. or not necessarily aware, but you have to, I do a lot of meal planning. Yeah. Not necessarily meal prepping, but each meal I try to get a certain, product in there like a grain or a nut or a legume like a protein and a grain and a vegetable yeah like so having a complete protein having a complete protein mm-hmm. on each meal so mm-hmm. um i can get all the nutrients that my body needs so i do feel like when you stop eating as much processed food that you become a little bit more aware of how food affects your body and what your body's craving when you're hungry definitely and it helps a little bit that when it, it helps when you're full like, mm-hmm. I'm full, I don't need to eat anymore. But if you're yeah. just eating a lot of processed foods, it's tough to have those triggers. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, you know, this household, we're not a household that like tracks my macronutrients or calories or anything, but I generally feel that when you become, it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is, but when you're a little bit more aware of how food makes you feel, you just become a little better at planning for it mm-hmm. and thinking about it Definitely. A whole, from a whole picture. Yeah. I think going back to stress for me, um, we all deal with stress differently and I tend to hole up. I tend to uh, disappear. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's um, a constant struggle and I've gotten a lot better at it than when I was younger. And I am really lucky to have great friends who try to pull me out of that because I can, like this last week, I was kind of in a hole all week. Um, I think it's kind of a common trait though for a lot of people when they're stressed, they kind of go into a hole. I think myself and I, I kind of get quiet mm-hmm. as well, but my stress usually only last a couple hours or, or a day at, at most. Yeah. So for you, when you're, you know, I think when you're around people and often enough, you, you figure out when they're going mm-hmm. through a tough period and you figure out how to help them or kind of stay out of their way. Mm-hmm. And your stress moments really do last a few hours, mm-hmm. like maximum an evening. Mm-hmm. How do you, you listen to music a lot and maybe podcasts. How do you think that you work through that? Music is definitely also another way for me to release stress. Um, I love music. Mm-hmm. I have music on maybe 22 hours a day. Actually, that's a lie because I just don't sleep. Maybe like music. 85% of your waking. 80, yes, 85% of my waking hours mm-hmm. I have music on. So yeah, music and it doesn't matter the genre, just like it could be any genre. And then there's always a song that just like perks me up. Okay. That just gets me excited and... I think like you know it doesn't really matter like life is sweet the time is now you know no um it's a quote I live by I was gonna say I'm writing that one down life is sweet the time is now yeah Chris got a lot of quotes so yeah I think um I'm not quite sure what I used to get stressed a lot when I was a kid especially when I was playing tennis um I used to kind of ball it up and I had like temper tantrums and stuff but uh I started reading more. Um, I kind of got really into Taoism. Mm. Uh, I've read a lot of Taoism books. The Tao okay. of Pu is one of my favorite books, um, which was recommended by, again, my friend Brad Stein. Um, that was a book that kind of helped to kind of frame just life and how things don't always necessarily have to be stressful and how you can kind of mitigate your stress. But uh yeah, Taoism's kind of helped with me, that philosophy, and then just kind of, like I said, that quote, just life is sweet, the time is now, like, um, life goes by fast, and there's, yeah. it's it's okay to be stressed and be frustrated for moments, but I think it's, for me, I, I try to snap out of it as soon as I can. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're you're really good at being aware of it, and giving yourself a moment, and then moving on. And I think for me, and advice that, you know, maybe advice we could give to other people who are going through stressful situations, we all have our stressful situations, and we're all going through different things in our lives that mm-hmm. are tough, and we handle it differently. And for me, something that I've been working on is, you know, like finding my community, finding my tribe, and reaching out when I'm willing to. Um, I have been lucky enough to find, and it's taken 30 years, but I've been lucky enough to find the people that I trust who I know aren't going to judge me. Um, because I think, you know, when you're stressed, 
a lot of us hole up because we don't want to be judged and we don't want to feel like because we don't have an answer to our stress that we have we don't want to talk about it because that feels unfulfilling and I think for me I realized talking just getting words out of your own head are it can be so helpful I agree I used to hold all my words in and not talk about things yeah I think it definitely helps a lot. It helps a lot. And you have to find the people in your life who are who are going to bring up the conversations correctly for who you are. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes people will ask me what's going on, and I'm like, not now. Mm-hmm. And there are moments when if they hit me in the right moment, then I can kind of let go, breathe a little bit, and, and talk about what's going on. And it's tough. It's tough to read a situation. It's tough to know how to be there for your friends um, when they're going through something difficult. And I think... Reaching out is really important and understanding that if someone's in your life, they're in your life for a reason. They're not there to judge you. They're not there to make fun of you or act like they're better than you. And if those are the people that are in your life, start, you know, start trying to reach out to a different crowd. Um, I think it's important to have the people that your circle that trust you and gets you. And, you know, I had a, I had three heart to hearts this week with people in my life because I was not the most wonderful human to be around this week and (laughs) you've seen worse worse. um but I for me that's something that has been so unbelievably helpful just for me as a human not not so much that I think it makes anyone else in my life feel better but it makes me feel that I had my moment this was a particularly long week that I was holding up and on Friday, I talked to a couple of my coworkers. I apologized. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. I we had a heart to heart. Troy and I had a heart to heart because I was kind of non-existent at the house house this week. And um, I've got a leadership coach that I that I talked to that was really good. So I think finding the ways that make you feel better and understanding it's okay to have those moments. It's okay to be stressed, no matter what it is, big or small. And then find the people who kind of help you get through it. Yeah. As far as finding the people, I think one of my one of my strategies to help people who are stressed or um, in a in a funk is I like to bring humor to situations. It's not always the best, but I feel like humor, just getting someone to laugh or smile, can help. Even if it's a forced smile, because that's practicing. That's practicing practicing for what you want. I will say, with your humor, it's taken some patience on my side to be able to really appreciate that and allow it to happen. I can be so stubborn and you can also be too in the sense that you're like, I'm not going to give up until you crack a smile. <laughs> and on, there are days, like I, I shot you down many times this week. Where I'm like, no, the answer is no. I don't want to talk about it. Shut up. <laughs> but there's those moments when you, when you do something silly and even if it's a forced smile from me, it's something that breaks you out of that, that place in your head. Yeah, that thought process. That thought process, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it really it really gets you in this place where maybe you can actually start talking about it. Even if you're like, thinks, thinks I'm feeling really shitty. I don't want to talk about it. Even just speaking that and then you can kind of then you can kind of let it go a little bit, even if you don't get to talk about it. And you're just really good at doing silly things around the house that kind of force me to get out of the out of my head. Yeah, um, it's definitely a a right time for throwing in humor because there's also times where I've done it, which is, I feel like is, is definitely not the right time. Um, 
but I think it's I think it's a good late humor is good, laughter is good. Yeah, um, and I do think, like you said, you know, even if it's a forced smile or it's a forced laugh, it breaks the mold. It yeah. breaks the thought process, and most of the time, it does kind of work. It like eases the tensions a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because it breaks whoever's in that situation where they're stressed, they their loop is now broken. So it just kind of gets them in a different spot, which I think is really good. And you you've done it a couple times, and you come when I haven't been in the mood, and you just come back and you're like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Yeah. And that makes you know that's a huge. It's it's like, "Hey, I acknowledged that that wasn't the right time, and I apologize." And when you're ready to talk, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's you know learning those situations and allowing yourself we do stupid things like talk in accents and it gets you to a place where it removes yourself from that situation. You can now look at that situation from a different perspective instead of like an emotional intent that I'm really involved in this perspective. Yeah. I think the the key word is talking. I think, I think talking out your stresses, um, whether that's verbally or writing it down is, yeah. is important. Um, I mean, what do you do? So you listen to music and I, I never music, know yeah. what, when you're stressed because I generally know it's not going to last long but I want you to know that I'm here if you want to talk mm-hmm. but I'm the one who gets nervous yeah. so I also then get quiet mm-hmm. I mean for myself especially when I was younger I used to hold in my stress and not verbalize it or talk about it I, I never liked talking about it and I think that's just the common trait within my family we kind of get quiet and silent yeah. we call it silent treatment mm-hmm. but I've been working on this myself uh trying to be more open and verbal about my stresses and how I'm feeling because I, I truly think it does help to kind of get that out there. And for me, I think it's definitely talking about it. Um, for some people, it's writing it down yeah. um, in a letter or a piece of paper in a notebook. Um, but for me, I think uh, I think throwing in humor definitely helps for me um, or just finding the right song, which will change yeah. my mood, which works for me a lot. Just um, I'll be playing playing music and then all of a sudden the song comes on. It's just like the the beat that just catches my mm-hmm. t- attention and then that changes my my mood. Um, then you can get up and dance and stuff, and dance, you know. Definitely. Get it out of your system. Yeah. Well, I can't make you laugh, so I'll just have to put on good music. There you go. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can I can work on that. I think for me, you know, it's 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 a constant. Some people relate to other people really easily and some people don't. And I'm, I'm definitely of the second, the second tier. I don't relate to that many people. And I will just, for anyone who's going through a tough time, just continue to try to find your tribe. Act the way that you want other people in your life to be acting. Mm-hmm. Be open to new situations and new people because those are the people that you're going to be relying on when life is tough. So I think, yeah, like finding your tribe and I just, I mean, I just can't be thankful enough for all the people in my life who stick it out when I'm not being a very good version of myself. And I know they're not judging me. And I know they're going to be there for me. And I know when I get happy again, they're not going to be judging me that I'm happy after I was being so cranky. So I think it's really important to find find your crew. Definitely. So we bring it back a little bit. Um, how would you say that your your diet and stress uh, kind of relates to your lifestyle? Yeah, so I think um, it really depends for me on, on what kind of stress and what's going on in my life, but I try when I'm stressed, 
pretty unsuccessfully, but I try to be aware of the food that I'm eating and how it's going to affect my energy levels and my mood. And, you know, for me, I cut out coffee when I'm feeling really stressed because that just amps my body. It adds the anxiety of my body, the stress. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure if we've talked about this, but I feel that I, I weirdly believe that, you know, if, if an animal is stressed in their life and then we're eating that animal product, we can't totally remove that from the stress that, of the meat that you're eating and the stress of the animal product you're eating. It's still, it's, I don't know, I just feel like you can't help but be removed from that. Um, and, and it causes inflammation, which adds more stress to your body. So kind of going back to diet and lifestyle, you know, when I'm, when I'm being aware of my stress, I try to still avoid packaged foods because it doesn't make me feel good. I still stick with my vegetarian plant-based diet and I try to work out because it helps, you know, get the endorphins going. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, uh, I think my lifestyle hones around my diet, definitely eating plant-based, uh, getting exercise on the daily, hopefully, um, and uh, being surrounded by good people like my friends and family. Um, and then also, I think, along with the quote of life is sweet at times now, part another section of that quote is why ration passion? Um, so Ooh. I feel like my lifestyle is definitely revolving around my passions and what I'm passionate about. I try to pursue my passions. Um, rather than avoid them or keep them or rather than ration them, I think you should try to mm, see your passions as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last part of that quote, which is, because uh, after all, life and or death um, is, is near. So there's no point in trying to ration your passions because we're all going to die eventually. Um, yeah. I think that's a really accurate way that I can tell you live your life is you really take on every day. One of the quotes that you say constantly is, um, I'm sorry if I screwed this up, something like, have the day you're going to have, but have the day you want it, want to have it. So your day is going to happen, fit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the quote. So it's, yeah, to be exact is, um, have the day you have have it the way you want to have it. Yeah. Which is actually a quote that I created. Trish had a lot of really good quotes, so we'll try to keep bringing those in because I think it, it, it's another way for me to kind of get out of my head. Just, okay, like, how can I think about this differently? How can I, you know, you just really, you wake up and you really want to take on the day every day, no matter what's going to happen that day. And you control the things that you can for yourself, like working out and eating right and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right friends. Mm-hmm. And I think, to me, I'm realizing how important that is for so many of us and how much the people in your life affect how you live your life. So if you're surrounded by people who are negative and aren't driven and are eating crappy food and drinking all the time, you're going to fall into that. And we all have moments where we're not doing the best for our lives, and that's nothing you should judge yourself in. But if you want to get out of that situation, find find those people in your life. And I think it's a, it's a quote or some some thought about the, the way that you live your life really is affected by the five people that you live 
your life with the most. So even if it's not people who are in your day-to-day life, it's the people that you're communicating with the most. It's the people that you're looking up to. Those are the people that are going to influence the way that you live your life. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to Brad, he's not in your life every day, but it's clear that he's a mentor. He's become a friend for you. And you really cultivate that relationship. Definitely. And, yeah. and and he has an effect on you. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That, and I think I have an effect on him as well. Yeah, it's, it's always a give yeah. and take. We, so we all learn from each other. We all learn from each other. So I think find the people. And something else for me that I've realized only really in the last year and a half, two years, my home life is instrumental to how the rest of my life goes. If I'm in a not ideal living situation, everything else seems so much worse. So find some things in your life that you feel affect other parts. So if if you don't really care where you live or who you're living with, then don't put a lot of energy into that. But you really care the people that you're working with at work. Put energy energy into those things. So try to figure out what is important for your life and try to seek it out. Definitely. Yeah. Don't ration your passions. Don't ration your passions. I love it. We're going to have to, like, you know, put a website up with all of the Troyism. <laughs> Troyism. Troyism. Like, another one that's, that's not a, a quote, but, uh, like, Sweet Gandalf. Troy, Sweet Gandalf. Troy's really good at not cussing, so he um, has all these other statements that come up when something is shocking. Like, when water's really hot or when he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how this came about. It's kind of off-topic a little bit, but, yeah, at some point in my life, I didn't swear a lot, but I I came to the realization that I didn't necessarily want to swear anymore. So I I kind of trained myself to say other phrases um, in situations where I would swear. And one of those phrases is like sweet Gandalf or haka paka, which is for when things are very hot. Um, but anyway, yeah. I don't think that's off topic. I think yeah. that's part of your lifestyle. Yeah, it, was, it was a decision that you decided yeah. to make. This is something that I want to be working towards, and I'm going to mm-hmm. find a funny way because that's who you are. Exactly. A funny way around yeah. it, and then it makes everyone else laugh. It's great. <laughs> or it makes them think I'm crazy. Who cares? I like that. <laughs> We're all a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Haka paka. Haka paka. So I think, you know, for us, this, this, this podcast, I mean, for me, it was very relevant this week because it was, it was just a really intense week and I can't, I can't thank my friends enough. And I have to give myself some credit that I thought a lot of the people in my life out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for a place to live for over a year, uh, probably nine months. I was looking for a place to live and I feel really grateful that I ended up here because where I live is really important to me and it felt right and someone made a comment a friend who's been out of town for a while made a comment he saw me the other night he's like you know you look really happy and that brings me happiness and I for a second I was kind of like lost in my moment because I've been so stressed this week but it made me realize that I've really put a lot of emphasis on when I'm hanging out with my friends being positive mm-hmm. to the best that I can and like really enjoying those moments outside of my stressful work life and enjoying and being grateful for the friends that I have. And it's so important. The, so power, the power of positive thinking, which yeah. is another podcast topic. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's very, it's very powerful. The and power of positive thinking. I think it's huge. And I mm-hmm. think 
I think I've even gotten better since moving into this house because it's part of your daily lifestyle. It, it just emanates from you. So I think anyone that you spend enough time with, they feel it. And I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. So find the people that, that you, that work for you. Find the lifestyle that works for you, even if that is eating meat and eating animal products. Just find the, the, the lifestyle that you feel really works for your body and is supporting your body instead of hurting your body. Yeah. And lifestyles change, so expect, yeah. expect it to be changes. Yeah, that's a great point. ups and downs because it's not going to come in a matter of days or minutes. No. It's going to take time and practice. And research. And discipline. Discipline. Lots of discipline. And surround yourself with people who are who are living a similar lifestyle to help you through it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely um, important. I've definitely removed some people in my life which I felt like had a negative impact on my life. Yeah, um, and it's tough. And just remind yourself that you're standing up for yourself and you're moving in the direction you want to be going. Definitely. All right. Sweet. I think that kind of wraps <laughs> up episode three. Um, and stay tuned for a future podcast. Uh, topic to be determined. Yeah, so we've got this, these blue table considerations. Do we mm-hmm. want to have a consideration for this podcast? Um, yeah, do you have any in mind? Um, I think potentially, like, I really had a, that eye-opening moment when my friend was like, you seem really happy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you have no idea. Maybe, like, <clears throat> for both of us, being aware of the things that kind of um, bring us out of the, the negative zone. Yeah. So we can kind of think about those. Okay. I like that. All right. Cool. And for you guys, like, you know, let us know what brings you out of your negative space and what helps you get through stressful times and what do you focus on and what's important in your lifestyle. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's different. So we'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, all right. All right. That's a wrap. Yeah, we hope you're enjoying this. I think for us, it's just, you know, I, I really crave how people listening and talking to people about how they live their own lives. And just for me, day to day is, I mean, it's, we all deal with day-to-day, and some people are better at it than others, and I just really crave that. So I mm-hmm. hope that this is kind of an interesting for you guys. Yeah. All right. On to the rest of the day. Hope you have a great rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever it is for you. Um, and we'll, we'll catch you soon. Catch you soon. Ciao. Ciao.